Welcome to the Locals podcast. Uh, new name to be determined. Uh, new theme song, maybe on the way, maybe not. Uh, producer John is also with us, and we're going to have some more guests maybe in a little bit. John, do we have those guests confirmed? Hi, Andrew. Welcome. Uh, we don't. They may or may not show. Schedules are still to be determined, uh, but we might get some people from leadership pop in or maybe pop in for a few minutes. So if they're able to join us, we will uh, pull them on so uh, we can talk with them for a little bit. Okay, great. So this is our first show of the new year, one that when we uh, left off, uh, the, the season finale, a little bit of a cliffhanger there. Uh, weren't sure what the show was going to look like coming back. Were we coming back? Uh, a lot of questions. And here we are. Uh, we are back. How was your holiday break since the last time we uh, we potted it up? Uh, mine was good. I have a couple things to share with you. So one is uh, where everybody can see it. Do you have your copy of this book yet? We talked about this. I do not. I do not. I was hoping to get it for Christmas, but uh, apparently Santa is not real. So I'm going to have to buy it myself. Well, I don't know who you're dealing with because Santa's real for me because I got the book. <laughs> I mean, I, actually, I forgot. But <laughs> um, And I've started reading it. And I know we have at least one other member that has picked this up. So I know, you know I, I forget sometimes, but we have people who listen to this later on audio. But um, this is book called Among the Ultras by James Monahue, and uh, it was a book that was brought up on a podcast. Now you're going to have to help me with our guest name that we had uh, on James podcast. Stout. Right, with James Stout, and uh, recommended it, and I know we have at least one member in Discord had posted that. I got mine for Christmas, and I've started reading it, so if we're going to start our Bums Book Club, Andrew, <laughs> we got to get you to get the copy so we can I know. I'm, I, talk about I do, it. I do audio books, man. I mean, I read, but I don't read, you know, <laughs> it's uh, podcasts and audio books. Um, I'm glad you reminded me because I was going to start like a 10 volume fantasy series. And I'm glad I didn't because I'd never get to it if I, if I did that. <clears throat> I, I do have a second thing to share. Uh, we all know uh, Paul Naku, who's uh, probably have the largest collection of locals slash loyal slash fiends gear of probably anybody in the group. And uh, my wife, who has a bit of a sense of humor and uh, lets me talk about local stuff a lot and has patience of listening to me. And I often talk about Paul's collection. And just as a slight other background for people who don't know me, I'm a I'm a bit of a stingy bastard when it comes to especially paying for things for myself and buying things for myself. It's probably due to my my meager upbringing in terms of us not having a lot of money. I just always feel like I, I need to save and make sure I have it just in case. <clears throat> so I, I rarely splurge on myself. So my wife, I got this box for Christmas. And you can see the size, but it is. Now, that's a great box. I have never gotten a box. Uh, getting a box for Christmas, I mean, it's a, it's a great gift. You can put things in there. You can store them. The problem is with the decor element. It really doesn't work, you know, for most of the year. 
but uh great box i'm sure you were really happy with that gift i was because it's absolutely stuffed with loyal stuff oh oh there were things in the me, box yeah my my wife went to the uh, loyal shop and and bought a ton of stuff there's scarves in there there's socks there's all all kinds of things so she showed that to me or she gave it to me and i opened it but that wasn't the thing this this is what she put at the very top when i opened the box this is what i saw <laughs> so paul if you're watching i hope you have a sense of humor here <laughs> but for those who are listening the paper at the top says suck it paul naku so um i was very appreciative of getting the gift it doesn't come anywhere close to uh to paul and paul's collection but um like I said, she has a bit of a sense of humor. So that was, that was, I laughed out loud. I wish someone had video of it when I saw it, but it was, it was pretty funny. Oh, so those great. were, those were a couple of things, I guess, loyal locals related that I was wanting to share. Anything, anything special on your end? You said Santa didn't come to your house. Well, I mean, the problem is, is that I'm Santa from my house. So uh, everybody who's not me had a great Christmas, uh, lots of gifts, <laughs> but uh, everybody who is me, uh, you know, not so much. No, nah, it was good. It was good. I'm being, you know, a certain way, but, uh, it was, it was good. Uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know, my kid is playing high school soccer, so they kept going right through the break, uh, had a bunch of games in the middle of the day, the middle of the work day, really irritating, but uh, somehow we made it work. And um, that was pretty much our break was his uh, high school season, the ongoing high school season. Yeah, I do not miss those days at all from coaching when I was coaching in high school. That your whole break being tied up every mm -hmm. year in soccer tournaments is uh, it's fun on the one hand, but once I was a year removed from coaching and started to enjoy my break, I was like, I'll never, never, uh, probably, well, I mean, my skin cancer stuff is what got me out of coaching anymore because uh, just really can't be out in the sun all that time. So, but I enjoy my breaks now. I'd, I'd much rather have those and figure out things like this to do to, uh, quench my my thirst for the beautiful game so speaking of uh being busy over the break uh the locals congress uh was in session this was not a a holiday where the uh the members dispersed there were meetings throughout the break um including i think just yesterday there was a meeting um can you Maybe, you know, I don't know this audience, if they're in Discord or not. Um, do you want to just kind of bring people up to speed with uh, what was going on in the in the halls of Locals Congress uh, under okay. the rotunda, uh, the rotundra of uh, whatever the, the, the rotunda of, of Steve, Steve's house and um, what uh, where we're at now? Well, yeah, I, um, I ask questions. I mean, even in the chat, anyone, if they have any questions, I, I will just give, try to give a brief overview. But yes, the locals leadership and Congress have been working 
this offseason a lot. I mean, this was a crazy year, as we all know. Um, SDFC is now in town. Uh, helped cause the demise of the SD Loyal, but we learned that the SD Loyal was leaving. And we had uh, just a lot of change. And when we got to the offseason, we put out some surveys to try to figure out where or how we might pivot. And those helped inform a lot of the decisions and the things we tried to tackle over the off season. So we did, we, we, we put in more work this off season and probably more work between the last two meetings, the December meeting and the January meeting, uh, then clearly we have any off season. Usually it's time for people to take a break, but there really wasn't the opportunity to take a break this year. We had to one, figure out how we're going to pivot and two, um, try to, you know, learning from the first four years, it was a great opportunity to figure out how we could do things better in the future. So, and that was a lot of the discussion over, especially the last four weeks between the two um, meetings of Congress. And there were a lot of smaller committee meetings that meant to try to hash out some things. If people haven't seen it and they're normally on Discord, there is a, a brief summary write-up that about all the things that were passed and what happened at the meeting. That's that's one of the things we're trying to do better is uh, a better transparency between what happens in leadership and what is talked about and, and what is disseminated to members. So hopefully as we move forward with the new team, because we're going to be having elections here very soon, that's something we're going to talk about as well tonight. Um, but having... And, Sorry, kind of lost my train of thought here. So uh, let me pause right here and jump in with a question if you have, and then I will I will pick back up since I kind of lost where I was going. With no, that. no, no, you're you're good, you're good. So um, I think one of the issues that w was kind of uh, being discussed was that there were some changes to like the bylaws that were up for like debate, and there was some talk about changing a little bit about the governance of the locals now. This is, I mean, let me just tell our audience real quick. This is incredibly dull stuff. I know. I feel like this is like the vegetables part of the podcast. Like we have to eat our vegetables. <laughs> uh, so briefly, uh, can you just basically say, tell us what the uh, type of organizational changes uh, were being discussed and, and where are we now? Right, and more details for those are going to be coming as well over the next couple of days. Tomorrow should be the first thing that starts to come out um, to give people more specific uh, an interest form if people are interested in some of these new positions. So our old structure was maybe what you more traditionally think of, or at least what we had. We had a president, we had a vice president, so we had a bunch of different directors, match day operations, um, a treasurer, we had a... Um, director of philanthropy, but we had these director positions. And, and one of the things that I think became evident in this last year, just the way we were structured and the way our bylaws were written, it, it handcuffed us a little bit. So we're looking for ways to make it easier for, do, for us in leadership. And well, let me just take it from leadership, be able to do the things we need to do. 
look for ways that we could be more transparent with everyone and look for ways for people to get involved. So we still have a president, but really the biggest change is instead of the membership electing a president, vice president, and so forth, they're going to elect members to the new leadership council, which is taking the place of Congress. Right, so there's a new leadership council. It is going to be made up at least this first year of 15 people. They will serve three-year terms. However, since this is the first year, because we want to make sure these terms are staggered, because one of the problems we faced this year, since we never staggered any of our other terms, is that everybody's term ended at the end of this year, which was another added pressure with all the other things we were dealing with. So there's going to be a, a big ballot, basically. The top 15 vote getters will be on the leadership council. The top five vote getters will get the three-year term. The next five will get a two-year term. And the last five will get a one-year term. That will get us then on our rotation moving forward. The new leadership council will act a lot as, as oversight for the group and make sure we are... Um, meeting our obligations for our legal and, and fiscal issues. And then that group is going to select the president and the vice president and the secretary and the treasurer. They don't necessarily have to be out of the leadership council. They can be outside of the leadership council, but they will select that group. And really our structure falls a little better in line with a lot of other nonprofits where you have your board of directors basically, and then you have your president, your secretary, your treasurer, your vice president, or sorry, we're calling it CEO. It was originally called the vice president. The name got changed to CEO. Um, so forgive me if I if I say it wrong uh, as we keep going, because I'm still used to the, the vice president name. But they will um, handle the day-to-day -day operations, which is what those people did normally. And we tried to take some of the legal and fiscal stuff out of their hands so we have a team dedicated to to look at those issues and make sure they're taken care of so this that's, is that's how liberty dies change. with thunderous applause Are you telling me <laughs> we're not having elected uh leaders or, 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 or this is just a streamlining of the democratic process here you are having elected leaders. So those are the members of the leadership council. Those are voted on by the membership. And anybody right. who has a year okay, of Okay, but I'm saying Palpatine had a Senate, okay? But that didn't mean <laughs> that didn't mean that uh, there was representative democracy. How can you tell me right now on this very pod that this is not uh, what happened in Star Wars? <laughs> Uh, no, I cannot tell you. Okay, so the council will be elected. Yeah. And that's how... Now, the the president is still the, the top of the organization, though, right? Technically, the leadership council. Well, I mean, oh. if we really want to get to it, we're member-run. So the members are... The oh, top. yes. Then the leadership yes. council. They are work for us, right, John? They work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so okay. The, the leadership council helps provide that oversight. So I, if, you, if you're looking at it from a hierarchy, it's the leadership council. But their, their primary responsibility is those legal and fiscal 
operation okay. or obligations. Whereas the president, the vice president, secretary, and treasurer, and everything else below that in our new org chart, which you will also see coming out over the next few weeks here. Oh, we love it. We love days. an org chart. Yeah. Um, it will it will allow people to be able to handle the day-to-day, -day, what I like to call the fun stuff, right? I, to be able to do all the fun stuff and, and be a little bit more freed up to do those things because we're gonna have some more dedicated people to look at the other things to make sure we're meeting those obligations. Okay, so uh, I'm, I'm curious because, you know, a lot of this <clears throat> has to do with uh, the challenges that come with pivoting to being an MLS supporter group. You know, there was some, I mean, obviously there's some feelings involved. Not every, I don't think everybody is like full, hearted like into sdfc at this moment and so there's a little bit of i don't know something there but is there is there something that leadership needs to do or that is there a position that is going to be kind of uh guiding that uh integration because uh there's talk of having like a I don't know, like a federation with the other SGs, with MLS, like all of that stuff is going to be like uh, discussed. Is that the the council or is that going to be more like the president's uh, role is to kind of help navigate those waters? Because we do need to integrate. If there is going to be some kind of federated whatever, uh, then our, our leadership structure needs to kind of jive with that one, right? Uh, yes, Th those are two distinct issues. So what I'm talking about is strictly just for the locals, right? How we manage the locals as a nonprofit California mutual benefit organization. There is going to be this separate issue of, I'll just call it an umbrella group for right now, because it hasn't been decided. There are some meetings that are happening with representatives from each of the supporter groups that plan to be in the stands for SDFC. Um, the last meeting we had in December, there were four of us that went and I was one of them. Steve Brokoff was there, uh, Travis Peterson and Kim Dace were there. Those were the four representatives that went last time. And these, that meeting and some of the other meetings earlier were um, organized by SDFC. And a representative group from the locals and all the other SGs will continue to meet monthly, maybe, you know, forever. I just, it'll be a constant kind of thing. It'll definitely be all this year. The supporter groups, I imagine, so this is, we're, we're not quite there as supporter groups. There's a lot of conversations that still need to happen between all the different groups. But there, I would imagine there's going to be some point here very soon, possibly even this month, um, that the supporter groups will, leaders from the supporter, each of the supporter groups will start meeting on their own, you know, without the front office involved directly in those meetings. And because each of the groups are gonna to have to figure out how the section is going to run. And that's really the distinction is that umbrella group will likely handle what the section looks like in the stadium. I mean, when we were in Torero, it was 
us and it was Javos and, and you could just talk and, and we handled everything and kind of handled it all internally. But it's not going to be like that with SDFC. There's going to be multiple groups. There's at least five, I believe, right now that are recognized. And I hear rumors of at least a couple more. So there's going to be multiple supporter groups in that section. There's a little over 3,000 seats in that whole north end. And I think the idea right now is that to be an entire supporter section under one umbrella, like the 3252 or, or some of these other um, umbrella groups. How that looks is really up to the individual supporter groups and what we want to do. But likely the game day management is going to come from that group. That's, that's at least what I see happening. It'll be less us kind of deciding, like TIFO decisions are going to be decided by that bigger group. So there will be a if there's an umbrella group, there's going to have to be some kind of organization. So we will have representatives sit on that if that actually comes to be. And who we want to actually sit on that is something we're going to have to decide as we move forward. Right That's now, not part of what the, the bylaw changes with our, with, there's nothing, no language about that in locals bylaws that say like, oh, this representative is going to be appointed by the president or by the leadership council or voted on by the members we're not there yet not quite there i mean loosely the president is designated it was before too but designated as the primary contact with groups outside of the locals like that that's the primary point of contact okay so that's not going to change whoever the president is will still be that primary point of contact whether we want to elect a different committee or establish that or what that looks like because we have to wait and see what that umbrella group looks like and how that forms to decide you know how we want to do it we've always had match day people and people in charge of tifos well now this is going to be part of this bigger group likely it's going to be part of this bigger group so um some of those roles that we traditionally had within the locals might change. They might move over into this umbrella match day kind of thing. So that's, we have the flexibility now to be able to handle that a lot easier than what we did in our other bylaws to, to make allowances for setting those things up. Um, that was, that was part of the changes that I think really needed to happen to help us be able to be more flexible as we move forward into this area where, where we are not the um, or even just two of us not being the primary supporter groups in a section. As I, I could see it being more than a dozen by the time we get to kick off next year. And where was everybody when we had a team last year? I, sorry. I get these intrusive thoughts, you know. Uh, I'm so sorry. Um, there are some questions in, in, the, in the chat um, a little bit yep. about the... Uh, just once again, like the elected position. So I think maybe um, that question is a good way to segue into uh, elections coming up. So um, what type of positions are uh, going to be up for election? I'll go ahead and just uh, read you the question here uh, from Puma. Uh, he's asking basically, are the members of the supporter group electing a council and then the council appoints 
a cabinet is is kind of what his question is. I was looking for it so I could put it on the screen and okay, I think it is here. There we go. Um, yeah, the members are electing the representatives for the leadership council. And then that leadership council is going to select the what is called the executive council, which will be the president, the vice president, the CEO, and the treasurer. It's like the electoral college, but worse. <laughs> Wow. Less de less less of a dem I, I don't think it quite compares somehow to that. less democratic than the electoral college. <laughs> this is like uh, when when uh, the the wise founders thought that like common people couldn't uh, vote right. So <laughs> I'm I'm sorry. I know you worked really hard on this, and I'm saying it's uh, bad, but I don't mean it's bad. I'm just I'm just. <laughs> no questions. We we want a lot of questions so we can help explain this and and the reasons why we, you know, are sure. going in this th direction and how we think it's going to help us. I think one of the issues um, just from the outside looking in was that <clears throat> with the directors, everybody had a certain specific responsibility, be it game, the operations, philanthropy, whatever, whatever, whatever. And over the years, People in those positions sometimes had life things happen or, you know, just stopped, <laughs> stopped doing uh, what they were responsible for. So, right. so it, now are, are all of those specific responsibilities going to be uh, taken on by the council or will, those, or will there still be individuals uh, for whom that is their main responsibility? Uh, mostly the second part. There will be individuals. That's part of creating this very large organizational chart. And it's more just so that we kind of know what's going on and know who the responsible person is if someone needs to know to reach out. I mean, we're all volunteers. This is not right? every single person, wherever they're helping out, is vitally important for us to be successful. It, it doesn't matter if you're helping with social media or if you're leading match day operations right it they're all important in their own way and we need every little bit to help us be as successful as possible so there will be a combination of individuals responsible but we've tried to create within that in the org chart more of a committee structure for people to work together because i think that was one of our things that hurt us we so it's we more like communism where you have like the politburo <laughs> <laughs> uh and we're going to vote on people to be in the politburo and then they will pick our our, our gorbachevs and our and our uh putins and stuff uh that that's <laughs> you, you got it yes <laughs> i like it can we call it the politburo i think i think that really works <laughs> like let's embrace let's just fully embrace communism and we'll call it the Politburo. Uh, we'll get little red, uh, little red lapel pins. Um, I, I'm all for it. This is good. No, I, I, all joking aside, I think that uh, just to kind of distill this for folks that maybe aren't, haven't quite uh, been following some of the stuff. It's it's it, it's been difficult to get specific things done. At, at some times, right? And well, in order yeah. to have the flexibility to just do what needs to be done, that's kind of what 
what uh, led to some of the changes. Yeah, and and part of I think our problem was, and it was an unintended consequence of our original setup, is like we had just really a small handful of people in leadership and members. Like there, there was you were either up here or you were not, and some people helped volunteer in ways and contributed their time, but we didn't really have a structure or had never identified a structure of how people could contribute back to the SG to help out in a way that maybe wasn't a high level position. And I think we, we fell into a bit of a trap where, okay, we need a treasurer and someone might want to help out with some smaller things or give up 30 minutes a week where they could help out with something. And we hadn't really identified places where people could do that. We said, great, if you want to help out, you can do this. And here's all this responsibility that you have. What we tried to do is really spread out that responsibility with lots of people and committees. And hopefully we can get a lot more people directly involved with the running of the day-to-day -day operations of the SG so they can see what's going on. So we, we don't have this you know, leadership and members and, and that's kind of it. I, I think that'll be really uh, helpful especially as we begin to uh, coalesce into this amoeba of the MLS uh, umbrella structure, right? Because I think people are going to uh, feel more uh, like stakeholders in this newer kind of organizational thing where uh, you, you can kind of be involved in that official capacity, but not have to take on a whole truckload of very specific responsibilities. You can kind of do as much or as little and still be part of it. And and we're going to need that because the size of the supporter group, um, my assumption is that locals grows as all of these supporters groups are going to grow in numbers and as the organization grows the stress and the strain on leadership to just logistically make things happen uh processing memberships right uh, the financial side of memberships getting the scarves ordered getting them distributed like you know with with locals uh supporting the san diego loyal it's like steve and lydia and lydia's is mailing stuff from her house and she did a great job doing it but that was for a few hundred members. And as we see with the MLS groups, it's a lot more people than that. So uh, I think what you're saying is going to be really, whereas right now, because I think it's kind of hard to envision what it's going to look like. I think once we, it, it, it better prepares the group organizationally and structurally to integrate into the larger organization that it's going to have to be uh, supporting an MLS club. Well, that, I mean, that obviously was part of it. We had some things we knew we needed to fix structurally on, on our end, just from the experience we had, but with the potential of growing, I mean, we, we could grow into four figures, right? We, we've been, 350 to 400, somewhere around there has been our membership, which is better than some MLS supporter groups. And that was as a USL team, we we could get into four figures. Uh, how high into four figures? I don't know, or or maybe we don't. 
I don't know, but this is, we needed to have that, that flexibility moving forward and we need to kind of re-envision. And that was a lot of the work that was going on in this, in the last eight weeks, really. Okay. I want to, I want to, I want to pivot again. And, and I don't think this has been a uh, part of leadership uh, because y'all have been working on this structure, but uh, all of this uh, politics talk has uh, got my brain in a knot. Let's talk about um, the fun stuff real quick, because I, I'm okay. looking at our at our at our stream presentation. We we have the Tory and the orange colors in our backgrounds here um, in the locals logo. Um, where are we at in you know getting some artwork that maybe blends some of the and I know not everybody likes it, but, you know, we're going to have to co-op some of the SDFC uh, aesthetic in some way, uh, just because I, I feel like that's inevitable, right? Like, are there, uh, are there any mock-ups? Do you, do we have uh, a blue, uh, Azul and Chrome locals uh, logos yet? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but... I know Travis has been working on scarf ideas and other things. I have not seen those yet, so I don't know. Um, but that's also really conversations that we feel is best made by the new representative group, not the people, because we have a bunch of people who are also going out. I mean, that was part of the decision initially to say, we're keeping the name, we're staying with the colors. It's not that we'll never change the colors, but there was no reason at that time to entertain changing any of the colors. That is probably a question we're going to have to revisit at some point. Um, well, no, I don't. I'm, 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 I don't think we have to change the colors. But like, hey, teams have third kits, right? Like, we can. We've we've seen, uh, you know, the the Black Lives Matter locals. We've seen, you know, uh, 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 you know. Uh, LGBTQ uh, plus colors, you know, we've seen alternative right. color schemes with the logo. So I, that's kind of what I'm, I'm not suggesting we have to change the colors because I know, I think Tory green is foundational for everything. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, I just, <clears throat> I think it would, this is just my opinion. I think it will help people mentally begin to, pivot to the club that we're going to be supporting if you just have that that visual kind of uh that branding right like i think the locals branding was uh part of what got people excited about loyal you know and excited to come and support loyal was that the locals branding was so good and the colors were really good and and i i think we were ahead of the club in many aspects, um, including having the first Tory kit and uh, kind of getting a lot of great looking. Uh, the scarves, uh, I mean, I don't know if the club ever made a scarf as good as the uh, SG scarves. So um, I think that is, but what you're saying is that because that is, that's kind of post pivot conversations and decisions, like that's going to be up to the new, elected leadership to kind of, you know, row that boat in that direction. 
Right. And I, I want to be clear, just because I say that's something I think we're going to have to entertain later. I think we're going to have to entertain it. That does not mean we have to change it. I think it's conversations that need to be had and decide, are, are we going to hold true to the colors that we used from founding and, and we're going to hold firm to that? Or are we going to adopt some of the colors of SDFC? Or is it going to be a blend? Because there is, these are things I want people to think about as we move forward. There's the locals as a supporter group, you know, that we've started in 2019, but moving forward and supporting SDFC, there's going to be that supporter section. And people who want to sit and be part of that supporter section, that's going to be a part of that umbrella group. And that's going to be, it's like a Venn diagram. There's going to be an overlap between that group and the locals, but you know, how that looks maybe for the people who want to be part of that section, those are also decisions that are going to have to be made by that group. I mean, just to throw out a possibility, if that section of supporters, the multiple supporter groups all decide they want only SDFC colors in that section, and the locals decide we only want to keep our colors, are we abandoning FDFC because we're going to stick with our colors? Are we going to make an exception if you're in that section? Because that's what that section is going to do. This, this is what I mean. We There's questions that we have to talk about and entertain. There's other SGs we have to work with for game day in that section, right? That That's all the umbrella group is just for game day in that section. Outside that section is just like a normal fan anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I could also see a portion where we have primary colors as locals, as us, and maybe there's some hybrid stuff for the people who are in that section. But, you know, right now there's just so many questions. And until we get a firmer idea of what that umbrella group is going to look like and what people from other groups are going to be pushing for and what we want to push for. And those were just one time hard to deal with all of that, but also we're electing new people that really should be the people who are going to be part of the mm -hmm. new council and set up that, that really should be decisions for them to make, not decisions yeah, think, for us to impose on that group. Yeah. I think I'm getting ahead of things a little bit because I'm thinking like when you go and support a club, you're going to want to wear that club's colors, right? Like um, I think that the further we get away from loyal uh, time-wise, you know, more and more and, you know, Hey, don't shoot the messenger, but the, the Tory and the sunset is going to be less and less relevant to what we do. Um, that's just the nature of time moving on and, uh, things changing. And, uh, so I feel like whenever we did the surveys, uh, we did the surveys right at the end of the season, whenever Correct. things were right. very, uh, prescient and kind of, right difficult and raw and it was like a no-brainer to to vote to keep tory green and, and all of this stuff as as our colors but now i'm like looking into the future into uh, the the section whatever the section number is at uh at snapdragon and the, those colors don't make sense there <laughs> i mean they just don't and i mean it you know, it's it's one thing to like 
honor like where we come from and the club that brought everybody together. Um, and I don't want to take away any of that, but I just think that part of pivoting is just coming to accept that as much as we may dislike these colors and this logo, like that's, that's what it's going to be. And then, you know, by the time you go to support this club at a game, you know, you're not going to want to wear Tory green when Portland Timbers comes and play, you know, what are you going to wear green when the Timbers are in town? I don't, I don't think so. Like it's just practically as a fan, as a person going to the match, I feel like it's just normal and natural to embrace their, their colors. So I, I, but I I don't think people are ready to have that conversation yet. Well, I, I agree as you know, things change and we move down this year, people might have a different opinion than they have now, but to play devil's advocate for what you were saying, there there are supporter groups that have very few, I, it's not the norm, but have and wear colors that are different than the team, but it's like usually a single color or some kind of unified color. I mean, conceivably, we could go in and work with the other SGs and we all agree that that SG section, the, the main color will be Tory green because that's San Diego and that's the San Diego color. I mean, that theoretically could happen. I don't know that it would, but again, this is, to me, this is the importance of these leadership council positions as well is if you feel strongly passionate about some of these things, I would encourage you to consider running for leadership council or one of these other positions. There is going to be a huge I gotta stay neutral, John. I gotta maintain my integrity (laughs) as a podcast host (laughs) and a streamer, I guess. Uh I've got to be Switzerland here. There's gonna be a big turnover. There there are people who have been heavily involved up to this point, but aren't going to be as involved moving forward. They just don't want to support SDFC. They have another MOS team they previously supported and they just, they can't make the switch, right? There's, uh, there's going to be people in a lot of different places. I have evolved in my thinking, you know, even over the last year. So I think it's tough to say where we're all going to be in 2024, but if you want to help shape that decision, I would encourage you to consider running for leadership council. And tomorrow on Friday, for anybody who might be listening to this later, so Friday, January 12th, um, should be the first time we get something out. I'm responsible for putting that form together. And I know I've put it out for other people in leadership to give some feedback and I got to clean that up tomorrow. So as soon as we get that all cleaned up, it'll be out so people can start talking about um, what they might be interested in, how they might want to help, whether it's being on leadership council, maybe they'd like to be considered for a position on the executive council, maybe for the roughly 100 other positions we've identified that they just like, like, cool, I could totally do that. I could give up 30 minutes out of my week and help with with this particular thing. So uh, when it so, comes to the actual elections that are going to be held, let me, uh, and I'm sorry if you've already said this, I'm yeah. trying to make sure that everything is crystal clear for, uh, for well, for myself really, but also for everybody. <laughs> that, the only positions that are going to be up for election, people are going to run for council positions that there's no 
titled they're, position. They're be... It's just you're running for council. There's no Fif no 15 nothing positions on that council. The loose so idea does this mean Congress of... goes away? Yes, this leadership council takes the place of what Congress was. Okay. That's that's one of the big fundamental changes that happened at the meeting of Congress last night. Um, the other is uh, getting bylaw changes back in the hands of membership. So any bylaw changes moving forward will have to be approved by membership. So a copy of the bylaws and all those things, all, all those things are going to be coming out. Um, and we've got memberships, right? Those are going to be coming out soon, but a couple of weeks here, we got to get some things sorted out on that end. Um, but soon, because normally we open up memberships February 1st. Yeah. It might be just a hair later than February 1st, but we're working hard to get all that squared away because, frankly, so much time went into the restructuring and getting everything ready. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I'm pretty sure people can go and join these other SGs right now. So we're got to get they can, going. Right. Um, and it's it's the time of year to do that. So we need to one make sure uh, we're in a position to recruit new members as well and we don't delay too long i don't think we will but also i mean i don't think we're going to delay too long but we just need to make sure the word is out there and that people know now how we're moving forward and we've got the structure i would say the foundation in place now comes really the important part that was hard work getting the foundation put together but now it's the people, right? Now we need people to help make it work. So again, if you are passionate about where this group heads and with, uh, especially with the pivot towards SDFC, I would strongly encourage you to look for that information. And uh, like I said, something will be out in Discord and then we'll get an email, something out at some point. I, we're still working on the logistics. There's a lot of things, you know, moving pieces at the moment, but, all that will be coming out over the next, some of it in the next several days, some of it in the next several weeks, so that people can um, excellent start planning if they want to run. So I have to apologize to you because uh, I know you, before the show started, you sent me a rundown, but my fire, my browser is trying to update and will not let me open any more windows, but I can't update it because then I will drop off the stream. So I cannot look at the rundown, but I do want to ask about <laughs> something that I know is happening Saturday because uh, I think there is an event with the club and all supporters. And this is, I think the first, uh, the first real opportunity, you know, post holiday, post year, right. Uh, this is a great opportunity. I think for folks that are, <laughs> you know, a little more on board with uh, MLS and um you know, starting to meet some of the people in this community, right? Because the other meetings right. previously have been kind of like for leadership. It's been like a handful of representatives from the SGs have been meeting with the club, but Saturday there's an event for supporters, right? For not just the leaders of the SGs, but for supporters period, right? So this is a good opportunity for people to come out and meet people from the other SGs and, and start to become familiar with the community can you uh offer any details on this event 
Yeah, I'm going to do two quick things because we were going to do a new section at, at the beginning, but we're we're still working on our our format here for what we're going to be doing. Well, my browser tried to update, and I so, can't. and I never I never <laughs> follow the list anyway. So my apologies. So we'll uh, I'll, I'll do a couple of the quick news updates, and then when we get to the SDFC stuff, uh, we actually do have a guest. I'm going to bring Steve on uh, so he can also help talk about some of the SD is Steve waiting in the wings is he here is he in the wings? just just popped in right as you were wrapping up there so let me let me do a couple of the news things and then we'll bring Steve on Um, because part of one of the things our members asked for as we're moving forward is that we we don't just look at SDFC we we strengthen some of our connections with some of our other uh, professional teams and the supporter groups there so as just a quick um, update through some of those other teams. I'll, I'll start with Albion, um, only because maybe if someone can say in the chat, but I still haven't heard where Albion is playing in 2024 because there's some rumors on whether they will actually be playing in Nisa or or not. So we might have another casualty. So I don't really have an update there other than we're still waiting to hear what they're going to be doing, which well, is the youth club ain't going away. So uh, they're no. still going to be in Albion because let me tell you, they are, um, they've got a lot of teams. And then uh, for the soccers or undefeated soccers, so forth or so far, they have uh, two games this weekend. They're going to be away at Tacoma on Saturday, but they have a home match on Sunday against the Chihuahua Savage, uh, which is a rematch of last year's semifinal. That kickoff is at 5.05 for anybody who wants to see some soccer, some local soccer and support some local oh, soccer nice. out there. Back to back and flying from Tacoma. Jeez. Yeah. And brutal. Uh, hang out with the brew host there in section 19. Also, the Sirens are doing their membership kickoff event uh, tomorrow for us as we record this. So that will be on Friday, January 12th at Fairplay. Uh, they'll be doing that kickoff event along with watching the NWSL draft. So those are some of the other news items. For I've got a news item for, for you. To do. I've got a news item for you. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of uh, the the wave, the the team, uh, Naomi Gurma today named a u.s soccer player of the year player of the um, year i did not see that today i knew yes. she was up for it yes All i think right. congratulations. she's the, the first i don't know if she's the first defender ever but or the first defender in however long but um yeah quite the honor uh she has not been a professional for very long uh, i think it just speaks to her her quality and uh talent and the world-class um players that we have here uh, already yeah yeah she's she is a damn good player and young and is going to be a stalwart of our national team for i more than a decade i she's i think she's that good and will last that long we'll hope she she's stays a, in san diego um because yeah that's that's i mean the national team is the national team but like san diego is san diego's team like we, I'm, you know we need her here Right. Okay, so let's switch over to SDFC news. And as we do that, let's bring on president of the locals, Steve Brokoff. Welcome. Hello. I missed all the Steve. fun stuff. Oh, yeah. We uh, talked about the new Politburo <laughs> of the locals. 
uh, going for communism or electing a. Uh... I, heard, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah, I, heard that <laughs> I had to go get some food and uh, squeeze in one beer, and then I I, I got back here. Uh, but yeah, I heard I heard a lot of the a lot of the chatter. Um, but yeah, I, I happy to be here. Happy to make it. Before the, before the show closes. Great. So I, I tried to pivot to this uh, SDFC event and, and John cut my legs off and said, we got to wait for you to talk <laughs> about it. So uh, Saturday, the way my understanding is that this is kind of the first opportunity uh, for, you know, day-to-day SG members to kind of get together at one of these, these club meetings and, and, and really uh, start to, you know, get in this community so what can you tell us about the event yeah i mean i i think everything i know is basically public information you know the event starts about 10 a.m i think and um it, it, the supporter rally aspect of it starts about three o'clock at nova brazil uh that's right there in the mall um and then it continues on from there at, at, out front the store um like i said i don't i don't have a whole lot of details that is maybe just i i haven't personally talked to either Jerry or Ricardo or anybody with SCFC about like how the, what this actually means, the, the logistics of it all. Oh, um, the one thing that I saw was that the uh, first beer is on them. So uh, I saw that too. On, yeah. Carrying on the yeah. loyal tradition of uh, giving beer away <laughs> to get people to come to your events. Uh, it's a great, great it's uh, tradition. It's great. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's enticing for sure. Yeah. But I mean, the, the second point you made, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, you know, I've been, like I said, I've been listening. It's there's an awkward transition here. There, there always was going to be. There always will be. It might be awkward for some, you know, f- this month, and that's it. It might be awkward for six months. It might never not be awkward, and that's okay. It's it's to each person individually to make their own assessment. But at some point, yeah, we made this decision, and you know, this is something that we hope to be a part of. Um, you know, it, it is the first chance to get out there and meet fellow supporters. And I, and I I heard your comment and I don't even disagree that like, where, where have all these people been? But at the same time, I respect that they're now joining the community and they're now. I'm always going to have that. That's like the old nineties ethos it's of like, I liked this band uh, before yeah. they were signed and Oh, yeah. now, Oh, now you like green day. Okay. Well, where were you? Okay. Uh, where were you back in 92? Like get real. So yeah that's always going to, I think be part of it for like the OG locals and Java's folks who were in one Oh nine. You know, I've, I've, you know, said this to a lot of people, but I know there's going to be this umbrella group. And um, I think the umbrella group should be named, uh, I don't know, the one Oh niners or it should, it should incorporate one Oh nine in some way, just to kind of, you know, recognize that, the roots of where San Diego supporter culture really, I think yeah. established itself because what we're going to have in Snapdragon is going to be hopefully uh one Oh nine, but freaking on steroids and, and insane. Yeah. I mean, touching on the umbrella union, I know you guys touched on this earlier too. It's going to be very complicated, right? It's, it's going to be this very, you know, unique situation echoing what John said. I, I can definitely see, you know, there's already been, three new groups for SCFC come around, I can definitely see more as this thing develops and grows and how that union gets developed and what the structure looks like and what the requirements are. Like all these details is very complicated and that's like very nitty gritty stuff. Um, And it's kind of exciting and it's kind of like, 
oh man, we got to sit in some room and like figure this out. Okay, that's fine. But like, it's going to be very unique and interesting, but at the same time, it's super exciting. So yeah, it's like, how does that work out? That's a, a whole other aspect. But um, yeah, it, it is a little bit, as far as the name goes, I, I it, that's going to be totally unique. And I, I, I love the idea of like paying homage to what that, what, where we've been, what our roots are. I also like the idea of like, always bring a part of that into into this into the section you know as, as long as the people who made those connections and the people who are established in that section and the people who made connections together continue that on like bringing a banner or something of that sense of like you know these were our roots and like celebrating that and honoring that in a way i think that's really important um but as far as the logistics goes yeah it's going to be it's going to be really interesting. It's going to be complicated and interesting and challenging and we'll disagree. And um, it's, it, it's also a little bit different than I think, you know, I think, I think these umbrellas or unions are pretty standard at MLS. Um, I, I will say I haven't um, done like a deep dive into which teams have unions and which teams don't and how they get formed. Like that's not something that I've done, I would say yet. Um, but, you know, you think of the big examples and you think about, obviously, everybody goes to LAFC, right? There's the Tom Penn connection. There's, you know, they're kind of this, this example group, but it's a unique situation. They were a group of established, a group of established groups, you know, good word, good, good words there, Steve, um, that, you know, came together and they were like, are, they already existed. Like, this is a little bit of a different situation. Like, us and Chavos have our history and then there's new groups coming around. And by all means, just like we did, you know, when Chavos first started forming, we gave them space to exist and grow. And so we want to give these new groups space to exist and grow. But at the same time, we want to honor our past and our formation, too. So, like, it's a very unique situation. And I don't know how it's going to play out. Um, I don't know if I'll even have the chance to be involved in that. You know, like you guys talked about earlier, elections are coming up. And the way that um, things are going to go down is going to be very different than it used to be. Um, but I... You think they're going to Boris Yeltsin you and... and... <laughs> I don't know. That's to, to be determined. I, I don't know. Um, my, my point is like, that's all, that's all down the line, but I, I love the fundamental idea of like, yeah, we should always in a way pay homage to like our past and, you know, the color discussion, I, I appreciate what you guys are saying too, as well. Like, yeah, right now I don't see a compelling reason to change our colors, but that's not to say that it's not on the table and that's not to say that it shouldn't be discussed. And if the members feel like we should do that, then that's something that, council now i have to say council because it's it, i'm just getting used to it um has to they have to take that into consideration right it's our responsibility to do what the members want to do it's our responsibility to listen to our members um and so yeah that's that's a responsibility that we have uh, but it's a it's just a it's a developing conversation like yeah you know well, it, it's like somebody i i know and trust said recently to me it's like nothing's off the table right now right everything is Everything is that, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Or, oh, yeah, let's talk about that. Because we're all figuring this out together, right? Like, everybody's trying to wade the waters, and everybody has a different idea about where to go. And it's kind of like mob mentality about let's do this together, not let's do this in our yeah. different well, ways, you know? My my thinking is, and in, in just because I'm, I'm, like, I'm just looking down the road, and, like, this is kind of my prognostication, right? But... I think that for locals, like I want, uh, this is my, my wants, personal wants, right? Like if we're going to do this thing with the MLS, like 
I want us to be the biggest group and I want us to be the, uh, you know, to have a, a big voice and everything, because I feel like we've done the work and have, have earned that. Um, but it's going to be hard to grow locals if, you know, we're, we're like flying orange Tory green flags and we're trying to tell people to come support SDFC with us. For sure. And and sure. and we look like the the team that's not here that, that doesn't exist. Sure. Anymore, I, we right? don't. I, I certainly don't want locals to be seen as this like group that can't ever move on and can't like yeah. or only clinging onto the past and like f- certainly not. But it's it, it, it there's a, there's a uh, an aspect of like holding on to that and you know we developed our identity surrounding these colors and we developed our our like right. our ethos and our values around these colors and so there's a lot to that and it's so it's there's also a lot to like you know i I feel like people love the tory green and the orange and 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 then our own like yellow spin on it and then there's this chrome and azul that's gotten a lot of like well i don't know you know what i mean like and so there's a lot of like yeah we love we love what we have and do we want to do that but i I, and then i you know to even and that's why i like love these conversations because of the point you made earlier you know, am I going to wear my Tory green kit when Timbers comes to play? No, that's that doesn't make sense. So, I, I, honestly, I hadn't even really considered that. In, in you know that exact, it's such a, like a tangible example aspect. So, um, I think it's a really good point. It's just it's a it's also how do we do this and what do we do? And it's kind of like I, I see a long term vision, but I'm also like, let's what's the next three months look like? Like, what does the next three months after that look like? It's kind of like let's take this and like do baby steps to start going uphill. And once we start going uphill, let's build momentum to keep going uphill. I think, you know I think I mean? one like, way tackling these big aspects is like overwhelming to me. And then it's like, yeah, this, this event is this month. And then we have elections. And once we have elections, we have a new, a, there's a new council and there's, there's new elected positions. And from there we start sorting this out and then we can start tackling. Like, it's kind of like, let's start like to me as, you know, president, current president of this group. still like, that's my focus is like, let's start thinking about like these steps to get to where we want to be and not like, Oh my God, we need to get there. Like that stuff is like, it, it's got to get done and it's got to get done, right. you know, piece by piece, step by step. You know, one thing I, I want to throw this out there to folks. Um, if you want to kind of dip your toe into this color scheme, there's a great football team from the city of Dallas called the Dallas Cowboys. And I think they're playing this weekend in the playoffs <laughs> If you want to get your uh, your your Dak jersey going, your uh, or your 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 Aikman throwback, uh, you start to embrace the chrome and azul that is the uh, the the Cowboys of Dallas. Uh, that could be a way to start pivoting over. So just throwing it out there. I'm not sure wanna... that's the selling point you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, it's America's team, right? Like, come on, <laughs> Michael Irvin is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, it's just a, it's all, it's all, a, a, it, it, I, I kind of feel like it, at, at parts where it's like we're, we're figuring this out as we go, right? In a way. And so this, the, like, to bring it back to the question a couple of minutes ago, this event is an opportunity to gather and start meeting these, some of these new people and to start wrapping our heads around what this new team looks like and what this new kind of culture looks like. And at the same time, it's really cool because you, you know, I've, I've gone to a couple of these events and you get to see really familiar faces with people within locals who show up, obviously, within our own support group. But then you see Chavez people show up and you're like, oh, man, I, we had such good times over three and a half years, you know, really three years. Um, 
and the stands per se. Um, but like you get this like old familiar face sense and then you get this these new people who haven't been a part of this but are really passionate about it and you get to shake hands and you get to meet them and you get to like talk to them and they're like oh yeah like they have a lot to offer and to me it's 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 exciting you know it's it's like i don't i i like to see these new people with these passions you know become a part of this community and what this looks like because say like our vibe our vibe and our our crest and our you know current colors and our memberships op options say like we don't capture somebody who lives in Tierra Santa or whatever, but one of these other groups does, that's still a net positive for this community. You know what I mean? It might, it might not be they're a locals member or they're part of a, the locals community, but they're still a part of the greater San Diego soccer community that's supporting this new MLS team. Like that is a net positive for everybody. So it's, you know, it's, it's kind of tough to think about it that way in, in a sense, but at the other, if you flip it, if you if I if I flip it, it, it's super exciting, you know. So it's there's a lot to be said about. No, like, Steve. Every yeah, there's a lot. There's, it's like that old '90s punk rock idea. I totally agree with, and it's it is yeah. it is a little tough, but at the same time, it's it's also super exciting to see people that have been passionate about this and like are jumping on board, you know. Yeah. Every yeah. everybody who joins one of these other groups is a member lost for locals. Uh, that's my take. We've got to be cutthroat. We've got to be. <laughs> vicious uh really going after it <laughs> I, i'm you can joking take the kid out of the 90s but you can't take the 90s out of the kid <laughs> well i'm i'm joking but like there is a there is an element of like practicality here is that sure. um because the supporter section in the stadium is so large there is kind of a race to grow with these supporter groups right because guess what the biggest group has the biggest voice and that's just that's just facts that's just how things work you know the group of the most people is going to have the loudest voice fair or unfair that's that's true and and um yeah i mean per se but there's also something to like you know let's say that obviously we were the larger group for san diego loyal not not throwing any shots there um but there, let's say that we aren't the the, the largest group for San Diego FC, but we're a tight knit group of members that all share values and we speak out when we feel like we need to. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of complication that comes with getting too big too, because you, I think that you, you, there's a chance that you misrepresent, like you can't get stuff done. You, you know, you, you put things out there that don't represent everybody. And then there's pushback, like instead of a kind of a tighter knit like group. So there's, there's a lot, to be All said the people there, that don't like, like Black Lives Matter flags. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, I mean the, the the statement that's been going around for years, for like three years, is like we're we're open to everybody, but we're maybe not for everybody. Like you know, it, it, obviously we're we're an established group. I I think that our kind of who we are has been known. I think you know I don't know if you guys talked about this earlier, but we're working on defining that a little more and putting that more clearly on our website. Um, you know, I think you guys said this earlier, but shout out to John for doing a lot of work here. Um, but we're trying to be a, more, a little more purposeful and, and be clear about that kind of stuff. And not to say that, you know, we don't want people to join our, the locals, but I think we want like people who share our values and we want to build this. And of course we want to grow and we want to capture people, but I, I don't want to capture people that, that maybe don't feel like what we're doing represents them either. Right. I don't, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it's gotta be, it, there's, there's a balance between like, 
let's capture everybody. We're going to be this wide open net. But then you do that and then you feel like you can't make statements or you can't make stances or you can't, you know, like, yeah. how, do you do, how do you balance? How do you make that balance? And that's also a very fine line to ride because, you know, if you do something wrong and there's pushback from too many members, but you feel strongly about it, but then you're misrepresenting them. So there's this like kind of catch 22 you find yourself in. Well, and so if, we have if this we great end up, thing. Ends up in five years, if it ends up that we're not the biggest group of uh, in, in Snapdragon stadium, like maybe that's okay. Maybe we're just the locals and we're true to ourselves and we're true to our values and well, true to me, our ethos. Let me ask you this cool stuff, you know, like that's okay. That's okay too. It's, but it's, it's how you balance that. How you how you ride that line too? Let me ask you this because I don't know how it works. So, when I think about these umbrella groups, right, thirty two fifty two, the Timbers Army is also like a, a an umbrella group, but like I don't know the names of any of the SGs that make up that group. I just think about thirty two fifty two, and I think that's probably the case for most people. Um, does is there me, something there where the and I, I and I'm not disparaging our group or any other group, but whenever you form these umbrella supporter groups, is there does that kind of become the unifying like identity of the supporter group where it it maybe matters less that you're a member of the locals or you're a member of the Chavos? Is is there something yeah. to that? Sure. I, I, I think that that's a really good point and a really good discussion topic as well. Like, you know, you think of LAFC and you think of 3252, you don't think of Black Army 1850, you don't think of all the other groups that make All up I know is the, the weed ones. There's a weed group yeah. um, in 3252. But you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's a there's an aspect to that. But at the same time, you know, if, if you look at pictures of that section, you see people holding up Black Army scarves or Tigre scarves or, you know, their individual support group scarves. Because that's their group, that's their family, that's they're proud of that group, and so you find these like different pockets. You know, it's it's like your perspective of that is 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 an outsider, right? Like you're not in that supporter section, you're not in one of those supporter groups. But now, like thinking practically, what that might mean for us, like we still have our identity, we still have our our locals family, and even if it is a bigger part of an umbrella, I still hold up a local scarf, and I'm still proud of being a locals member. And representing locals because that's my community that's my family within the larger family and that's okay like that's all okay and i don't i don't care if somebody from kansas city says oh yeah you know that union or umbrella group they are good or they suck or whatever like that doesn't matter to me i don't really care if they're like oh yeah the locals are the group or the locals are this or the locals are that like yeah i guess it's been nice I mean, like most things in the past, but at the same kansas time like city, i care more just about disregard the, it yeah but you know what I mean? <laughs> like the, like I care less about that outside perspective than I do yeah. about the internal, like, this is our family. This is our group. This is our supporter group. And of course we, you know, it, it always matters what, what, you know, what your public face and, and your perception is. Mm-hmm. Of course it matters, but at the same time, it, it matters less than like what it means internally. You know, it's right. like the, the sum of all parts, rising tide lifts all boats is such a, a saying, but like, it can be greater than the sum of its parts. And if we're like a sum, if we're a piece of that puzzle, like that's a great thing. That's, that's, that's excellent. And if we're a big piece of it, that's even better. But if we're a piece of it, that's true to locals, like really like this is who we are and we're not the biggest piece. That's okay too. Like, so it's really, because the last thing I would want to do, the last thing 
you know, I, I don't know where my my role in this going forward is. Um, I, I obviously. I, Come on, I just talk as if don't don't. You keep saying like, oh, I don't know. Well, if I'm CBD, but my my point is yeah. like. My point is, like, I, I, the last thing I want to do is for us to change our identity to be the biggest group, right? Like, oh, yeah, we need to recruit everybody. Let's change what we do. Let's not do well, things. It sounds like it doesn't matter. Afraid to make statements or like, you know, let's not do this. Like, that is the opposite of what yeah. I, as a, not even as president, but as somebody who helped found this group as as an original member. You know, I, not even my position in leadership. Just considering, like, I, that the last thing I would want to do is to like not be bold to be to like appeal to everybody i would rather right. be bold and be and be smaller than be like you know oh we're not going to make that statement or we're not going to go out on that limb like because we might piss people off and we might not blah 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 like we need to we're here to serve the community you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we're here to serve our community that we've appealed to and that, that appeals to us and if that means we're not you know john you mentioned four four figures i think that that's absolutely doable still with this mentality but let's say we don't ever get there because we're true to ourselves. That's better to me. That's like, that's a, that's a better thing because that, that means that we're serving those members that still yeah. sign up to us every year in a way that they still and continue to believe in us every year. You know what I mean? Like, so there's this, there's this, like, I, I keep saying balance, but there really is. It's, it's a so fine line. And it sounds like just based on our conversation here with the umbrella, like it doesn't matter. Like, maybe as much as I'm, I was thinking, right? Like it, it really doesn't matter because for all intents and purposes, we are all going to be one group. Uh, regardless I, think I, think of, it, I keep interrupting you, but I think it really depends on the context of, in your frame of mind, right? In the grander scheme, of course it matters game day and how we stand in that section and, and who's going to sing what songs and what time and how, how are we going to, you know, represent ourselves? What TIFOs are we going to do? How are we going to do that approval process? Like all that, those logistics, of course, that stuff matters. And most of that is, you know, as John mentioned earlier, that's the fun stuff that we've done very well over the past four years. And I would say that, you know, we haven't really needed to run things by Chavos. They're always like, you know, of course, we send them a text and be like, hey, we want to do this. And I'm like, yeah, cool. But then they would be like, oh, yeah, we want to do this. And be like, yeah, cool. Like, that's very different and very, it's a very different level than it's going to plan to be. But the point is, like, it depends on the context in which you think about things. If you think about, our supporters group that we are responsible for, I I want to focus on our community. And if we want to make a statement as the locals, that's fine. That doesn't represent the bigger statement. But if on game day, when we're all together, then we're just a piece of the puzzle. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. whatever this puzzle ends up being, but so it, it really depends. It's like it, the, the union and the, and the structure of the union and how that may work out is critical and how we work out and how we operate going forward is also critical. You know, like there's a lot, it's, it's just different. It's very different on how you, how you frame the conversation and like what you're talking about, because both things really, really matter going forward. So I'm going to, I want to bring it back to, to Saturday's event with, with the club and the other SGs, because, um, you know, John and I have been talking on, on, on this show uh, leading up to the end of the year, um, trying to like encourage people to run for something and to to get involved, especially if they uh, want to help guide things into the SDFC direction, which needs to be done, right? And um, coming out of Loyal's season, there was a lot of, you know, reluctance to, you know, you know, 
we're mourning the death of the club we love. So it's completely understandable, but there was really kind of, you know, a little bit of stagnation, at least my perception, right. in 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 moving in this direction that we decided to move into. Um, and so we've been talking and kind of encouraging people like, you know, if you, you're excited about SDFC, like we need you <laughs> to be um, part of this if, if you want to be. Um, and so that's one reason why I keep bringing up Saturday's event because it, it so far these events have been mostly leadership from the different SGs. And yeah. this is the, the first one, at least in a long time, that is kind of more open to everybody from the SG. And I think it, it could be part of that bridge that helps you get over that bridge from you know, loyal to SDFC is yeah. once, cause once here's my thing, right? Like once there's a team and once you're in the stands, like you're probably not going to be as mad about Chrome and Azul as you were, you know, three months ago. Um, and, and once you're, you're next to, you know, Adrian and, 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 and you, once you're with everybody again, like you're not going to care about any of this stuff. And I think, you know, going to these type of events will be a good reminder because I think you're going to see a lot of familiar faces and it, it could really help, you know, this, this process that we're, we're kind yeah. of going through. And, and I, and I'm trying, and I, I keep talking about like this on the show, like some of these harsher things that we have to accept if we're going to move forward. Like it is not that much time till next season. We don't have a lot of time. And uh, so I, you know, just again, pitching Saturday and, and, you know, it is, it, it is though. I, 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 I like, I couldn't, I, I couldn't agree more in, in a sense, like, you know, the day after we locals, you know, kind of made our decision to, 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 to pivot. Um, and, you know, we put our statement out there and everything, uh, you know, that was the, there was a, there was a, quote unquote like SDFC supporter group happy hour that that was down in by the by the SDFC offices. Um and I made it a point to go. I I I, I it was very last minute. You know, obviously we hadn't really made any contact with SCFC per you know out there, but it was like the day after. So it was like, oh okay, like this is happening and I happen to be free. So um I made it down there. Um and at first I was like really anxious about it. I was like, oh I don't know. Like did we do the right thing? Like I have no I you know, just like really in my head. And I showed up and like the travels guys were there and it was like seeing my buddies again, you know, it is just like, Oh my God. Like it, it, it so it, to go back to your point, you know, it, it really depends on where your passion comes from. Cause I, I don't want to downplay people's passion for loyal. And then they, you know, never like they still feel strongly about what happened and, you know, loyal dying. And then their, their passion comes from like, well, I'll never support that team because you know, the way they went about things. And I think that that's, to me, that's valid. And if that's, if that's their passion and that's how they feel, that's great. So I, I encourage people to stick around because I think that there's been a lot of talk about a social aspect of locals that has nothing to do with SCFC, like game nights. Um, I, there's been talk on Discord about kickball and like that kind of stuff that's, you know, really independent of SCFC because we want to honor those members that maybe don't have a passion for this team going forward, but want to stay involved in the community. Um, so I'd say stick around. I think that, you know, John, you talked about earlier, a lot is to be determined by this next round of council and this next round of what this new leadership structure looks like. Um, I just kind of encouraged by a lot of the conversation and passion behind 
that topic because I think that that's a really strong, good idea to continue and continue engaging people and serving those members in a really true and honest way. But yeah, it is very awkward about you know the team aspect. Obviously, our primary focus is a soccer supporters group. Um, and it really just depends on where your passion comes from. I mean, like I, I, I've said publicly, and I'll say it here, like, you know, when Loyal, it's like when Loyal was formed, I didn't like the day Loyal announced that they were playing and the day they announced their crest and stuff, I wasn't like, I love them. I love them so passionately. Like they're my team. It's, it's like, oh yeah, okay. That's a team to support. And like, now I want to build a community around it. You know what I mean? Like now let's build a supporter group to support that and like build a community and like do this. And now, obviously I think that SDFC coming in and the way they came in and the way that, um, you know, the whole, all of last year went down, it's like, they're coming in in a deficit. Right. And they got to work their way out of this hole that they built for themselves. But at the same time, I'm sitting here, like, I can't help myself think about this in almost a similar light. Like, I don't have passion for San Diego football club right now. I, I just don't, I, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, it's not that I don't care. Of course I care, but I don't, it's like my love for loyal happened over years, right? Even that first year, obviously with, you know, loyal taking their stances, they did. Obviously I would say expedited that. And, and like, well, they signed their own free. So they, they, yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's like giving them a chance, like, like in a chance in the sense of like, okay, you guys announced and, you know, maybe things haven't happened the way that they could have in the sense of like earning my fandom and my passion. And I think a lot of people's passion and a lot of people's fandoms, but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say, I will never support them. Nor will I sit here and say, I'm not going to continue to give them chances because I gave loyal a lot of chances and then they earned it. And then they became my team. And I, I loved that team over time. So like I'm sitting here in almost the same, in a little bit of a different position, but at the same time, a little bit of the same position of like, you know, a team that just founded and announced, it's not, it's not like they have like built in love, like it's gotta be earned. And so like, if, if I don't give them the chance, if we don't give them the chance, like then we'll never, we'll never be a part of this. You know what I mean? Like we'll never, it'll never happen. So it, to me, it's like this like fundamental, like backing up and being like, okay, well now this is a new team and they're here and yeah, things aren't, you know, things weren't excellent at the start, but you know, this, this whole Chrome ball tour, I think is a cool idea going around the community, around the cities, celebrating local artists, you know, doing things like, like, that's like, these are, this is a cool idea objectively. And I, I'm not going to sit here and, and, and poo poo ideas because my feelings are hurt. You know, I, I think that we need to be, um, or I need to be adults. I, I, yeah, oh, my, don't tell me to be like, an adult, please. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. it's a little bit of a unique perspective of like, our, you know, I'm, I'm I don't I, we all grew to love loyal, at least the, a lot of us. Like, we all grew to love loyal over time, and then going like, well, I don't have passion for this new team. It's like I think back to the original when loyal founded. Like, I didn't have passion for loyal either, and then four years later, I like am devastated. I was crying at the last match. You know what I mean? Like, that hap it happened relatively fast. You know, it's so like this could happen. It, I could, my, my, it's on the table that it could happen. But if I just close the door, then it'll yeah. never happen. But no, if I, gotta, if I walk through it already, then that's, that's just like me being a fanboy. But I, yeah. so I'm sitting here like the door is open. I, maybe I'll walk through it and, and you know, it, but they got to earn it a little bit. They got, yeah. they've, they've dug themselves a hole. They've got to dig out of it and they got to earn it in, in a lot of ways. Like so, fandom isn't, isn't given, it's earned. So, so we're how gonna, do you balance that kind of stuff, you know? We're going to press F and pay respects. 
and then we're going to play the next level. Um, we're we're at an hour and, and 20 now, so I want to go ahead and pause and check in with John. Yeah, sorry. Um, no, no. You, no problem. We needed to talk with, with you. <laughs> That's I just I'm 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 thinking about the audience that might want to uh, <laughs> move on or, or do something else. Uh, I don't want to uh, you look at your podcast app and you see that the pod is in is two or three hours. You, you tend to not listen to it. So, John, is there anything that we didn't hit or that uh, that needed to be uh, gone over? So any more business to clean up? Uh, two things quickly. One um, about our locals Rocket League team, as Steve had mentioned, and uh, we, Andrew, you and I talked about a little earlier in the pod that we are trying to, you know, our members have asked for the supporter group to be a little bit more. Like we talked about the kickball team and, you know, we joked in the beginning about doing the book club and, you know, we have got people get together for uh, board game nights and stuff right. at different pubs so we do for those who may be new to listening and don't know we have a locals rocket league team. we call that mission creep john in in the, in the military <laughs> world uh mission creep it's the uh the it's, enemy it's of... an intentional creep though and in this um they if for those maybe you didn't remember they swept they were in the second division of the supporter group rocket league and they we we killed everybody last year. So we got promoted into the first division and they had a preseason match last night. Some of you may have seen the results in discord. They took on the Emerald city supporters up in Seattle, played a best of five series, just as a little preseason match for practice. Uh, they lost three to one, but each of their losses were by a single goal. So um, that's against the defending champions. So they look like they might have a successful team this year. So just as a reminder for anybody who plays Rocket League that might want to be a part of this, I know last year we were trying to get two teams going. So we'll have one team in uh, the first division and one team in the second division. So if you're interested, reach out to KJ on Discord. So I did uh, watch more the stream. Information. I did watch the stream. Is, and I is your son the playing? Star, right? <laughs> My son plays on the team, yes. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will say there is a new player on on the team. Um, I don't know who they are, uh, but they are a rank higher than my kid. <laughs> They're mm. a grand champion. So the team is even better than it was last season. Um, there, there were already obviously strong players on the team, and they've added uh, maybe their strongest player yet. So it is really exciting. And that Emerald City cool. team that they played – um, can't say it, uh, give you that kind of perspective, but that team won the championship in that first division last year. And these games were tight. They all went to overtime. It was all overtime, uh, golden goals that, that were the, were the victory here. It was, I mean, I don't know if you watch esports, but it really was intense it, because they were zero zero matches going into overtime for these golden goals uh, for the most part. Uh, really exciting. And, and the team really kind of, you know, held their own. So I think this season is going to be, uh, I think they're going to do really well in that top division. So, you know, get excited about the, the esports team. And, yeah. Cause my kids on there too. So yeah, it, it's fun. It's fun to watch. Yeah. Um, the second one I'm going to have Steve help me out a little bit with because a lot of you might have signed up to go next weekend, not this coming weekend, but what was on the 20th to see and 
Please, somebody help me out with the name of the Danish team that's coming out. Norseland? Is that it? Nording Smorgasborgen. I think you're pretty close. I need to get that leadership meeting, Sebastian. I think right after you left, Sebastian went through the pronunciation of it, but I still couldn't do it right. So, yeah. So they were having a game next Saturday on the 20th, and that game has been moved to the 17th. And I know there was some initial information, I think, that was shared in Discord. But there's going to be a new sign-up sheet, so I don't yeah. know if that has been posted yet. So that's why I was going to hand me... it over to Steve. Yeah, let me get that but out just there. Just to let everybody um... know, you'll you'll have to sign up on the new sign-up sheet because they're scrapping the other one since they've changed the date and um and yeah opponents who they're playing. But that's yeah, uh... I don't think I don't think we can share the opponent yet. But um, yeah, it's. It's exciting. I mean, it's a Wednesday midday. It's it's obviously less than ideal. Um, I was looking forward to Saturday. Saturday obviously brings the bigger crowd. Um, yeah, Wednesday midday is it, it, it's bleh. But um, if you can make it, if you're available, or if you you know could take some time away from from work, um, I know I'm going to try to make it. My work is pretty busy right now. Um, as you can see, I'm in a hotel in El Segundo. Um, I, I'm going to try to make it. I, I I don't know what my next week's schedule looks like. It's kind of a two-day period right now. But yeah, so it, that is out there. I, I, I did see a new sign-up sheet come through from um, SDFC contacts. Uh, I did see that earlier. Yeah. Um, just I will get that out evening, there tonight. So I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just put it in Discord tonight. And then um, if uh, I'll try to get that information to Jason as well if he hasn't sent that email yet. But that's, yeah, I'll, I'll see what I can do. But that was a big thing. Just want to make sure people know if you signed up on the 20th, even if you can still go on the 17th, you need to re-sign up on the new form. Okay, they're they're not transferring the names or anything yeah. over because it's too clarifying. hard to know who's going and who's not going. So last question before we we before we go. Um elections coming up. When can people expect those emails to go out for people who may be interested in running for uh, the council? Uh, tomorrow we should. I mean, that, that was the planned date. I know we have some cleaning up of things to do. Okay. So look for something later in the day tomorrow to come out. Um, and that also, um, I don't remember if it was in the thing that Dylan posted this morning, um, but the dates for the elect, all, all those things, if they're not out in those forms right yet, now. they'll be coming out very soon. And I did just you run through a, the, did you run the timeline head. of elections? No, they end, the voting will end on the 31st. I can't remember what day it starts. Do you remember okay. off the top of your head? No, um, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot, there's too much to remember off the top of my head. I think it was generally about one week periods, time periods. Some of them I think were, were nine days, um, but the, yeah, I, the rundown is tomorrow, tomorrow forms should go up for interest. That'll include a little right. spiel that, you know, why you want to run for council um, and why you want to run for any executive leadership positions. Um, and then voting will go out sometime the following week after that for about a week. Um, I wish I had it in front of me and I could probably find it, but generally that's the, you know, look for details in an email or, or discord. Um, and then, you know, voting will close uh, at the end of the month and that'll, that's, that's it. So. Well, and then, uh, the last thing we didn't mention is that we're having an annual general meeting on um, February 3rd, yeah. Saturday, February 3rd. The details of that time, location, everything will come out by the 20th. 
So we can we can hit on that uh, next week, uh, assuming we are going to yeah. continue doing a weekly podcast. So uh, there's a lot coming, uh, as you can tell. We've gone uh, an hour and a half uh, tonight. Uh, one thing, it was the first pod after the break. We had a lot to get to, but there's a lot of work to be done and a lot of things coming up. And you may think that this MLS thing is happening next year, but that is very close and there's a lot to be done and a lot of stuff going to be happening. So please, if you um, are inclined, run for the position. If you've got ideas, um, please uh, feel free to, to throw your hat in the ring and um, a lot more to come. So thank you everyone. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, John. Uh, last words. Uh, just, we will be back on Tuesdays, our normal Tuesday time schedule starting next week. All right. Okay. Yeah, and I, I know I missed a lot of the meat, but um, I, I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy with the with you know what's happened. Um, I, I I look forward to what's to come and kind of locals 2.0 as as the title of this says. Um, it's been a wild year, right? With everything that's gone on, and there's been some drastic changes proposed, and um, you know, things kind of worked on and collaborated and, you know, ultimately it's come to this place. And I, 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 I look forward to it. I think that we're in a better position to succeed as a potentially bigger group. Um, I, I look forward to working within this new structure and the, the new bylaws and um, working with any new people who want to run for council. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of positives and, and, and not a lot of negatives. And I, I, if this is the best thing going forward for this group, I, I, I'm excited for it. And I, 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 I don't know where things are going to go. I, I, the future is totally up to membership and who runs and, and, and who, who elects the next set of leadership, you know, who's, who elects well, the, you're the not, next set of council. And, you're not doing an LBJ in 68, right? You, you, you are, uh, amiable to <laughs> continuing as as president, right? You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not bowing out on us, right? You, it, 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 no, I, I'm not, I'm not retiring. No, um, <laughs> I, 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 my name is in the ring. Yeah, yeah, I, I excellent. I, um, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I feel that this is a huge step for this 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 supporter group, and um, I know I've been at this for a while, and and um, there's been shortcomings, and I. I, I, I uh, hold on. No, there's oh. this is not the platform for a stump speech. You know what I'm um, saying, though. Come on, like my point is, <laughs> you politicians are always trying to turn it into a policy speech. Yeah. No, I, 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 I would like to, um, I would like to continue as president. Yes, yes, formally, yes. I would like to. Um, it would be an honor. Is what I'll say. I, I, right. I think I still have a lot to offer, um, and I look forward to it, to to the chance. All right. Okay, so uh, next week, everyone, um, really excited. I'm 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 actually uh, more excited uh, coming out of this podcast than I was going into it uh, for what's to come. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, see catch up next week. All right. Good night, everyone. Bye. Thank you for having me, you guys. Thanks for.